0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Holy smokes. (laughs) My adrenaline right now is just... uh... So I pull into the gas station, and two right behind me, two unmarked, no license plates, black SUVs with light bars... Not on the top of the car, like on the inside, underneath. You gotta be looking real close for the light bars. Um, On the inside of their windshields. And I'm like, oh God. These two dudes, two definitely Feds. Guys jump out, unmarked cars, green, like camo green shirts, cargo pants, hats pulled real low. Jump out of their cars and start walking towards mine. And they both went over to the garbage can, threw stuff away, went inside the gas station. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> is, I, I tried to tell you last night on the YouTube, I brought up BlackRock. On the YouTube episode, I don't think it's published yet, but I mean, at least at the time of me recording this, when I was talking about Maui and how uh, all the, the residents' homes that got burned, uh, BlackRock was trying to buy those properties. You know, the residents were being, quote, stubborn. So, yeah, let's burn the whole island to the ground so you can buy it all up. You know, because natural disaster like that, quote-unquote, unnatural disaster, I should say, isn't anything that BlackRock can't fix with its unlimited supply of money. And, uh, yeah, you know what's interesting about that? So... These homes were all burned. And certain people's homes, like celebrities, were like spared. Like they didn't burn somehow. Oprah got involved right away. You know, that's never good. And come to So that's, you know, oh, Mike, you're a conspiracy theorist. How about this? The police chief down there is the same police chief. Sorry, my alarm just went off. Is the same. So the police chief down there in Maui is the same police chief that was in charge when that quote one guy carried four machine guns and 5,000 rounds of ammo when all the cameras just stopped working at the Mandalay Bay in Vegas and shot up that country concert and then just all that disappeared. Isn't that weird? Isn't that curious? Isn't that funny? Isn't that strange? But no, just keep uh, going. Go to work. Pay your taxes. Watch your Netflix shows. Eat your Rice Krispie treats. Nothing wrong with those. Good pre-workout meal. Go about your life and uh, la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Don't listen to me. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? I don't know. So I go in the gas station, and the two... Dude, there's another Ford Fusion, by Ford whatever you call it behind me. I'm like, ay yeah, yeah, come on, man. I don't think this one, I think we're good. Um, Unmarked cars should be illegal, by the way. Your job is to serve and protect, not conceal your identity and subvert. It's like the opposite. But, uh... So I go to the gas station and they're both in there poking around. And uh, I go up to pay and they go up to pay at the same time. I'm like, go ahead, boys! And one of them's like, no, no, you go, you go. We're on state time. I'm like, hmm, state, no, you're on federal time. I know, I know what you are. <laughs> I know what you are. I didn't say that. I just said, oh, well, since you put it that way, I'm definitely going first. They both <laughs> laughed. Like, I will. Manhandle the two of you right now. Actually, they were big dudes. They were pretty. They were pretty big boys. One was probably 6'3. three. He had to have been two two twenty two thirty. The other one wasn't that big, but uh, the one boy was big. That would have been a that would have been a task. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> would have been a task. If I did win that, I'd be coming out pretty mangled. That's for sure. I'd be I'd be recovering for a couple of weeks, but uh, I would never. Ever, I'm talking just man to man combat. I'm not talking about assaulting federal officers. That's, that's not that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying hypothetically speaking, these two were just two average joes that wanted my money, steal my wallet. It'd be uh it'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. Weird weird thing to have happen this morning very weird thing to have happen. But yeah, look at uh those Bowie fires, man. Dude, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. The same police chief that was the police chief in Vegas when that, quote, mass shooting by one guy who carried 2,000 pounds of equipment, didn't use elevators, you know, went up the stairs. Some old dude, you know, to buy himself, clearly. And you could hear it. It was it was automatic machine gun fire. You can absolutely hear it. You know, you got a lot of military veterans that are on there like, dude, we heard, those, we heard that gun overseas. That's not a semi-automatic rifle like they said it was. You know what I mean? Those were automatic. And then you could hear more than one going off. Why? Why? You know what I mean? What? Why? It's just so... There's some evil, evil dark forces at work, man. Evil, but uh, I don't know. I was, I think, I was gonna go with a positive, up, you know, uplifting message, and the devil decided to have me run into a couple Fed boys at six o'clock in the morning on a freaking Tuesday. <laughs> I'm saying, dude? There's never a dull moment. I was saying it to my wife the other day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if I'll ever have like a normal life. I'm not saying that the feds being there had anything to do with me at all. I just think it's an interesting coincidence. I don't know that I'll ever have a normal life. Dude, the insides of my thighs. I did the uh, adductor machine, the one where you sit there and you spread your legs and squeeze them. The insides, I haven't been sore. So like Sunday, I'm going to start doing accessory work. So, like, Sunday, I did core. I did cardio hard, like, really hard. So, I went, um, I did the, I would do sprints on the wind, on the wind bike. What's it called? The the assault bike on the wind bike. I did wind, I'm thinking wind sprints. I did sprints on the assault bike right over to incline treadmill, back to assault bike, back to incline treadmill, back to assault bike. Like, I was dying. hmm I think I did that for 25 minutes back and forth that sucked and then I did core and neck I never worked my core specifically because everything works my core especially jitsu but uh I worked my core and my neck specifically and uh, then yesterday I did legs really hard and I told you guys I've been working on slowing things down Like really slow deliberate movement and uh, boy, I tell you dude, I'm so sore today It's been a long time since I've been this sore and it feels good. I'm thrilled that I'm this sore right now It's a good feeling to be this sore because I know I put in work, you know You know if you if you're not getting sore after you work out, you're not going hard enough You know you got to increase the weight you got to increase the weight, you got to increase, you got to increase something, you got to change something up, you know what I'm saying, Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's really important that you kind of visualize where you're going to be in the next five years, and this is something that's just so redundantly used by goal-setting gurus and all this stuff, and everybody has goals, but they, I don't know, The the point I'm trying to make is that You've got to have a very clear picture In your mind Of what You want to see Sorry I'm getting rid of this lip What you want to see happen over the next five years of your life Because What having a clear picture does Like you can't I would imagine that Michelangelo when he was doing the uh, David statue knew what it was going to look like in the end. Like I'm sure he had a very clear vision for what he wanted that to look like when it came out the other side, right? And what will happen is your work has to start to bring about the materialization of your vision in your head. If you don't have a vision in your head... Nothing's going to materialize in your life because you don't know what you're building. Right? So you have to have a very clear idea. Five, ten years. Ten years is pretty far out. People tell you have a ten-year goal. I think that's crazy. There's no way to predict. I mean, there's no way to predict what's going to happen in five years, much less one year, much less one month. But that goal, and I've talked about the concept of a gyroscope in a spaceship, that goal is a gyroscope, and it keeps you pointed in the right direction. If you don't have a gyroscope and you get a little off course, like if I take my, if I just turn my steering wheel one degree and I'm going 80 miles an hour down the highway, I'm not going to hit the, you know, I'm not going to hit the shoulder. I'm not going to hit the shoulder. I'm not going to hit. I'm going to go drift, 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 then shoulder, 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 ditch, 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 dead. Right. If you don't have a course correction system in your mind. That's pointing you in a general direction of where you should be going. It should be a specific direction rather. I should re- replace that word and be more specific with my language. A specific direction that you're heading. You're either gonna not gonna. You're not gonna end up anywhere worthwhile, or you're gonna wind up in a ditch. So it's very, very, very important. You all need to listen to me right now. It's very important that you have a five-year plan, and you're and it doesn't. It's just got to You got to materialize in your mind. What do you want your life to look like? In the next five years you guys want to know a secret Geneva took a blood test for uh, the sex of our next baby and uh, it came back pink (laughs) so it's not it's not it's pretty early on it's not entirely conclusive but uh, I might be a girl dad times too which uh, is just so funny because I think that's just God you know, because I, I think that I have so much to say about women. God's like, here you go. Lead your wife properly. Now here's a daughter. Now here's another daughter. You know what I mean? I know I'm going to have a son someday, but I'm, I'm just, you know, my wife was, uh, you know, hopefully she doesn't mind me sharing this. My wife was actually afraid to tell me because she was afraid I was going to be upset. You know, because she knows I want every man wants a boy. You know, it's just... You know, you have these she boons on the internet that are like, ah, oh, look, he was mad at the gender reveal. He should just be happy. These guys shouldn't. Re-. Like, dude, every, every mom wants a little girl. Every dad wants a little boy. I'll tell you right now, I am thrilled if it is a girl. It's like a 50 50 shot still. If it is a girl, I mean, this is the same test we took for Ada. So it's probably it's more than likely going to be another girl. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. As long as that baby's healthy, I don't care what it is, male or female. Because everything, I'm excited. I'm, and and I'll tell you why. And, and it was actually my wife that said this. My wife said maybe because you you know do talk about gender dynamics. I'm paraphrasing her words, but because she would say gender dynamics. But you talk about gender dynamics so much that, and not that she's not smart enough to use that, you know, that language. It's not like it's not part of her vernacular. It's just not how she communicates with me. She, you know, she's like, maybe you talk about gender dynamics so much. God is giving you the opportunity to show that you could produce good, like, really great women. And I was thinking, like, what does it mean to be a great woman, right? So now I'm gonna have. A, now I have a wife that I lead. I have one daughter and I'm about to possibly, God willing, have another daughter and who knows I might have four daughters before I have a son you know, you ever see those families where it's like four girls and then one boy, (laughs) the boy's just out there fighting for his life you know, I'd be thrilled with that you know, whatever God blesses me with I will take, I'm no longer locked into, certain people get locked into these, how they think things should be and God has a completely different plan for your life But, uh, I was thinking about what do I want my daughters to be like? You know, a lot of people strong, independent. No and no. Neither of those things. Strength, feminine strength is very different than masculine strength. And when people say strong women now, they mean masculine women. It's that simple. They don't mean feminine women. When somebody says, yeah, you want to grow up, you want to have strong, I want my girls to grow up to be strong women. Strong. I want them to be able to go to a job someday that they actually hate and make money for another guy, get bossed around by another dude that's not their husband all day. That's strong. Girl boss. Girl boss is such a gay phrase. Such a lame phrase. It's an oxymoron. There's no such thing as a girl boss. Okay? You just have a masculine woman. That's all. And I know that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. You know, I had somebody tell me the other day, don't you want your girls to be able to do whatever they want? Shouldn't they be able to do whatever a man can do? No! No! I don't want my girls in the police force. I don't want my girls in the military. I don't want my girls in the realm of violent men. Are you crazy? Crazy! Yeah, okay. Let's let's say we go to war with Russia. Yeah, I, I, for sure. I want my daughter on the front lines fighting Vladimir the destroyer you're gonna get crushed i don't want my girls exposed to that it's a bunch of russian freaks pulled out of the tundra you get kill all these you give give these women these girl boss women a taste of real combat with some russians and i'll tell you what right now they'll be in the they'll be in the kitchen making sandwiches In a flash of an eye you give them one look at igor the destroyer or vlad the impaler it's game over you know what i'm saying No, I don't want my women, I don't want my girls to be able to do whatever they want. I want them to be able to do what they want, but I want them to want the right things. So to me, raising a strong woman, and and again, I'm using a different type of strong woman than you're going to hear used colloquially or whatever that word is, by all these she-boons and feminists. Um... A strong woman to me, a good woman to me, is one that is, number one, secure in herself. Meaning she's secure with her self-image because women struggle with that. She's confident in her strengths and weaknesses. She's confident in her strengths and has a healthy awareness of her weaknesses. She's a woman that aspires to be a good wife, and a mother above all else because that is the ultimate fulfillment. The ultimate fulfillment of a man is to lead a woman in a very healthy, respectful way and to raise up strong children. That is the ultimate fulfillment of a man. And provide and protect for those two things. Providing and protecting is in every single man's DNA. Secretly, deep down, that's what they want to do. A woman should want to be, should aspire to be a great supportive wife that supports the provider, that supports the protector, and one that raises, as the secondary head of the household, good, well rounded children that are cared for and loved like I I love watching my wife with my daughter because she provides such a safe environment for my daughter. She's with my daughter all day. You know, I think it was Sunday. She just she said uh huggies is what we call. It. We give Ada huggies is when she clings onto your chest, you know, with her little monkey arms just hold on to your shirt. Like so impossibly close to you like she's trying to crawl back inside of you, you know what I mean? You know, she was. She gave my daughter we call it huggies all day long Sunday. Like, my she couldn't put my daughter down all day Sunday. She'd start crying. She just wanted to be held by her mother. And it was amazing to watch my wife just handle that all day long. That's what it means to be a good woman. A good woman, and I know I've got female entrepreneurs that listen to this. That I, I'm not trying to tell you that you can't. I'm not saying don't go make money. I'm not saying don't have a job. But that shouldn't be more important than being a good wife and a good, uh, and a good mother. So I want my girls to be number one, very secure in themselves, not struggling with self image issues because that turns into a whole lot of other problems. Women that are struggling with their image, uh, can manifest some very nasty characteristics and qualities. Um, And issues and problems. You know. Um, I want her to be sexually. I want my women to be sexually chaste. Like I want my girls. To be virgins until they are married. 100%. Which is. That's going to be the toughest thing. Because I'm a boy. And uh, boy. Don't we know. Us boys. Know how convincing we can be. You know what I'm saying. So. I want my girls to save themselves Big stretch for marriage. I want my girls to have a very healthy relationship with God. Read Proverbs 31. That's what I want for my girls. Proverbs, you want to be a, you want to know what I want for my girls? Read Proverbs 31. I want them to both be Proverbs 31 women. And my wife too, obviously, which she is. So, there you go. That's uh that's what we got for today. Alright, I love you guys. I hope y'all have a great day. Let's get it.